This is the Regular Pastor Podcast, the Prince of Podcasts that are devoted to regular pastors and regular churches. My name is Landon Coleman. I'm a regular pastor here at Emmanuel Baptist Church in the one and only Odessa, Texas. This is season four of the Regular Pastor Podcast, where I'm talking about books and the ideas found in those books and how those books and the ideas found in them relate to the day-to-day ministry of regular pastors. Today, I am talking about a book that deals with the life and the ministry of the Prince of Preachers, Charles Spurgeon. The book is titled Spurgeon on Leadership, written by Larry J. Michael. This book was published by Kregel in 2003. It's 236 pages, and there's about 15 pages of in matter on the backside. The book is divided into three parts. Part one is titled The Leader for All Seasons, and the chapters in this section are Competence, Confidence, Context, Calling, and Character. Part two is titled Leading Through the Seasons, and the chapters in this section are titled Casting Vision, Courage, Commitment, Creativity, Compassion, Compass, and Coping. Part three is shorter than the other two parts. Part three is titled Applying the Lessons of a Leader, and the two chapters here are A Leader for the World in Crisis and A Leader for the Daily Challenge. Let me tell you a little bit about the author. Larry Michael serves as a pastor for adult ministries and parish uh, associate at South Highland Presbyterian Church in Birmingham, Alabama. Before serving in this role, Michael served as the executive director of Alabama Grief Support Services. Additionally, he has 30 years of pastoral ministry. He served churches in five states as well as in England. He has teaching experience. He served as an adjunct professor at Beeson Divinity School in Birmingham, Alabama. Michael holds three degrees— These include a bachelor's degree from the University of Maryland, as well as two degrees, a master's and a doctorate from the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky, my alma mater. In addition to Spurgeon on Leadership, Michael is the author of a book titled A Necessary Grief, and currently he lives in Hoover, Alabama with his wife, Catherine. What is the big idea or the summary of this book? Well, obviously, it revolves around leadership. Leadership is a trendy topic in the 21st century. There is no shortage of experts who offer insights and strategies for anyone and everyone who wants to know how to lead. However, one of the best ways to learn how to lead is by studying the lives and the actions and the stories of actual successful leaders. And if you're a pastor, one life that you ought to give consideration to is that of the great Baptist preacher, the Prince of Preachers, Charles Haddon Spurgeon. His influence is really, I think, hard to measure. Uh, Michael argues that no leader had a greater impact on the evangelical world in the 19th century than Spurgeon. He makes that claim on page 17, and I think Spurgeon's impact is still felt today. Here's just a few bullet points regarding Spurgeon's legacy. Uh, He pastored the world's first megachurch for almost four decades. Wasn't a megachurch when he got there, but it was certainly by the time he left. Uh, His sermons were published around the world each week, which is an amazing thing when you think about the technology available in his day. 
Spurgeon authored dozens of books, many of which are still read today. Spurgeon started a college for pastors and an orphanage for children. He had many friendships with both British and American politicians. His legacy really is remarkable, and he's a leader that we ought to learn from. On page 18, uh, gives this explanation about the book. He says, quote, This book features Spurgeon's leadership principles, methods, teachings, and practical innovations relevant to both pastors and Christian lay leaders, all of which can be applied equally well in the pulpit, in the classroom, or for personal edification. So basically, this book sets out to learn leadership from the life and the ministry of Charles Spurgeon. So what are the important ideas here? One involves competence. Uh, If you're going to be a pastor, you're going to have to be competent at several things. And as Michael looks at the life of Spurgeon, he notes that he was competent in communication, he was competent in discipleship, he was competent in pastoral care, he was competent in people skills, and he was competent in evangelism. The reality is that if you're going to serve in pastoral ministry, some combination of competence is required in those five areas. I think about my time at Southern Seminary, and I think that my seminary education was very helpful in developing all of these things, except maybe people skills. And we could argue and debate on, can you improve your competence in this area? Is it something that you have Is it something you don't have? Maybe you can improve it, but if you're really, really lacking in it, maybe you'll never be great in it. Uh, Maybe you can learn it. Maybe it can be taught. But whatever your view of, of people skills and if folks can learn that or can't learn that, you've got to be good at certain things. In any profession and as a pastor, you've got to be good at communication, discipleship, pastoral care, people skills, evangelism, or some combination. You don't have to be equally good at all of those things. You don't have to be equally competent or omnicompetent, but you've got to have a certain amount of competence in these things. A second important idea that I think is helpful looking at Spurgeon's life and thinking about ministry today is character. In our American evangelical culture, we elevate celebrities and giftedness and charisma. That's what we celebrate. That's what we look to. That's what we want to emulate. And you know and I know that so many pastors have fallen uh, because of issues with money, because of issues with women, because of issues with pride or anger or laziness. Character matters in ministry, and sooner or later that's going to catch up with any pastor who's lacking in the character department. Spurgeon had a ministry of almost four decades when he was worldwide famous, a ministry of almost four decades, and it was not marked by scandal or salacious accusations. Now, he had critics. He had people that thought he was uh, a performer. He had people that thought his doctrine was abhorrent. But his ministry was not marked by scandal or any sort of inappropriate accusations uh, towards Spurgeon himself. He was a man of character. Even his critics admitted that. And as you think about leadership today, that's something that we can learn from Spurgeon. There are a lot of flawed heroes, and Spurgeon is certainly one of them. But he was a man of great competence, and he was a man 
of character. The third thing worth noting, uh, third important idea that I would bring up is the C. All of these chapters begin uh, with words that start with C. The third one is coping. Uh, mental illness is increasingly part of our cultural conversation. I think the concept of mental illness is more accepted today than it was in the past. Uh, Spurgeon was one who struggled with depression and mental illness. Uh, he talked about that openly. I'm not sure if in most churches and most settings today, as much as we talk about mental illness, I'm not sure if it's okay for pastors to struggle here. And I don't mean do pastors struggle here. They do. But I'm just not sure if it's uh, seen as expected and something to be dealt with. I think it's something that many churches would view as disqualifying for leadership, and I think that's unfortunate. Michael makes this point on page 177. He says, quote, Leadership always comes with a cost. Often a toll is taken in the form of trials and tribulations that arise from the pressures of leadership and making tough decisions, end quote. That's certainly, troll, uh, certainly true for pastors, and it has certainly been true for pastors over the last couple years during this COVID, whatever you want to call it. Uh, the amount of tough decisions that have had to be made and the pressures that come with that and the tribulations that come from that have taken a toll on a lot of pastors. Spurgeon, when it came to coping with mental illness, uh, he advocated the use of medicine. He tried to correspond with other people, so he used relationships. Uh, he liked to laugh a lot, and he found that helpful. Uh, he had a diversion in writing that was something that gave him sort of a different responsibility or a different task uh, that could get his mind off of the day-to-day -day pressures of being a pastor of a, a huge church. He enjoyed traveling. He found comfort in prayer. And the one thing that he should have done but he didn't do enough of was exercise. And Michael brings that up. He criticizes Spurgeon uh, for falling into sort of sedentary lifestyle patterns and he says this certainly uh, impacted him in his ministry in a negative way. My favorite quote from the book, uh, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I just pulled a quote from page 68 where Michael says this, quote, Spurgeon lamented the notion that ministers were serving in churches because it was their last vocational resort. If that was true in Spurgeon's day, I think it's still true today. A lot of people go to seminary, and a lot of people go to the mission field, and a lot of people enter the pastorate because they don't know what else to do in life, or they've failed at everything else they tried to do in life. That's a bad reason to go to seminary. It's a bad reason to go to the mission field, and it's a bad reason to pastor a church. Ministry takeaway, uh, pastoral ministry involves leadership. Those things cannot be separated. Pastors love to preach and teach, but they are also leaders. And so as leaders, pastors ought to think and read and study and stretch themselves on the area of leadership. I think secular leadership books can be very helpful for pastors, even if you have to pick and choose and sort of sort through what is applicable and what's not applicable. I think those books can be helpful. However, when you have an orthodox, biblical, godly example like Spurgeon, I think it's worth trying to learn from his life and his ministry. As far as critique goes, I will say this is probably not my favorite book on Spurgeon, but there's a lot written on Spurgeon, 
And uh, the Tom Nettles book I'm reading right now is just a massive, slow, thorough treatment of Spurgeon's life and ministry. So in this book by Michael, there were times I wish I had more about Spurgeon's doctrinal convictions, uh, but the emphasis of the book was not on theology so much as the praxis of ministry and the responsibility of being a leader as a pastor. So I will not critique Michael for a book he didn't set out to write. I think this is a great book on leadership and a great book on Spurgeon. Goodreads gives you a rating of 3.81, which I think is ridiculously low for this book. I gave it five stars and think it's very helpful. Who should read it? Probably pastors. Uh, We often think of Spurgeon as a great preacher. He's remembered as the prince of preachers, but he was also a tremendous leader And I think we can learn from him as regular pastors today. So that's Larry J. Michael's book, Spurgeon on Leadership. Thanks for listening to the Regular Pastor Podcast. You can subscribe for weekly episodes wherever it is that you're listening. Follow me online at regularpastor.com. Find me on Goodreads by searching for Landon Coleman. If you have a book recommendation or request, let me know at Landon at EmanuelOdessa.com. Love to talk about it here on the podcast. Until next week, this is The Regular Pastor, out. Out.